This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 4, Episode 39. And it is finally showtime on Broadway as the New York Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks uh, finally (laughs) complete a deal that sends Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks to the New York Rangers. Uh, Hey, everyone. Andy here. I'm recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, It is currently the first intermission. The New York Rangers are playing the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, They're currently... Uh, short two skaters in this game, all because of the aforementioned acquisition of uh, Patrick Kane and some injuries and where they're at with the salary cap. But there's uh, and basically all the implications of that. And we will get to that and all the what it took to to get to this point and why the Rangers might be feeling the effects of the move, uh, even once Kane finally does slot into the lineup, which, uh, as you're recording, this will be tonight. Um, excuse me, as, as, as you're hearing this, it will be tonight at home against the Ottawa senators. But, uh, yeah, just what a, just stepping back for a second, what a insane, uh, pre deadline it's been in the NHL. I don't think I ever remember it being this busy, prior to the actual trade deadline, uh, which is on Friday. Um, but, you know, honestly, I, and not even just busy, just you just it almost seems like teams are being a lot more reactionary to what their the other teams in their division slash conference are doing. Um, you know, I think you have a lot of teams, especially the obviously by now we know the East is the real uh, powerhouse uh, conference in the NHL right now. And honestly, you have basically everyone not just making one or two skater ads, almost retooling the look of their entire uh, decor or their bottom six. Not just, you know, it's one thing to trade for, you know, some extra one or two extra scoring help. But, you know, moving key pieces out just to get a look they like better to suit up, you know, to skate up and match up against who their potential opponents might be, which is crazy. It's like, it's like basically an arms race in the, in the NHL right now, which is pretty insane. And on top of that, you have other teams that are trying to retool on the fly. Um, and before we talk about uh, the one most pressing thing on most Rangers mind is that the acquisition of Patrick Kane, uh, what it took to get him to New York and, what this beats for the Rangers going forward, I thought it would be fun to at least just cover some of the uh, various moves that were made over the last two weeks prior to the trade deadline, which is still not over as of this recording uh, in the NHL. It's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, ah, man, God, where did it's where to start? I mean, uh, I guess I can kind of almost go in reverse order. I think one of the bigger ones, which, uh, I don't know if it took people by surprise so much as that the player got traded, but maybe so much of where he ended up is that uh, Jacob Chikrin 
was finally traded um, from the Arizona Coyotes to the Ottawa Senators uh, for a a first and a conditional second that can become a first if Ottawa makes the Eastern Conference final this year and a second round pick. So uh, it's either a first or two seconds or it could potentially be if Ottawa goes on a run and Ottawa has been one of the hottest teams in the league in the new year, um, potentially be two first and a second. But, you know, it's just funny. I don't think people were really counting on Ottawa to be the team to get this done, but um, it makes sense for them. They have a young team that's only getting better. Chickering himself, although he's not, He's not very old. He's not very young either. He's just kind of, what is he, 20? Was he checkering 24, 25? Um, something like that. Uh, not really sure, but but still, I mean, he fits their, uh, their timeline. And just, you know, now a player like Shabbat does not have to carry all the weight for that decor, which will only get better with time, as, especially as, you know, uh, Jake Sanderson asserts himself in that lineup and uh, some of their other various prospects of which they've amassed a pretty impressive pool of prospects. I mean, the future is really bright in Ottawa and, and they might be turning it on as soon as now, you know, they're just, they've been dummying teams for the last uh, few weeks. So uh, yeah, crazy to see Chikrin finally get moved. Um, on top of that, I mean, uh, I think one of the bigger ones is last night, you know, LA, uh, their biggest who's been you know at least has been pretty strong in their conference in their division but just they have not had consistent goaltending and in a pretty shocking move they basically they flip a first conditional first round pick and a third round pick and Jonathan Quick to pick up uh Eunice Corpusalo the goaltender from Columbus and uh, Gavrikov the defenseman so uh, pretty shocking. I mean, and by all accounts, Jonathan Quick is very upset by this move, and as I would be too. I mean, you're, this is coming off of Patrick Kane getting what he wants to exercise his no movement clause to go, uh, to go to the New York Rangers. Uh, Dustin Brown just had his number retired what a month ago, and they put a goddamn statue of him outside the building. John the Quick, unfortunately, does not have a no-movement clause, so he gets moved to one of the worst teams in the league, and he's, uh, by all accounts, not very happy. So, And I don't blame him, honestly. You know, That's tough. You do a, he did a lot for that franchise, and, but I guess hockey's a business, which is a, a pretty cold way of looking at it, but I guess that's how the Kings are looking at it, and they are in a playoff spot in a pretty weak, uh, conference. So they're saying, you know what? Anything we can do to bolster our team right now, we're going to do that. And unfortunately, Quick was on the, uh, yeah, he was on the the losing end of that, which is uh, unfortunate for him. But we'll see. I for some reason I don't. I have a feeling he's not never going to play a game for the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll see what happens there. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Washington's made a, a series of pretty shrewd moves i mean they trade a few players away they trade uh lars eller to the colorado avalanche and these are these seem more like moves for maybe we're punting a little bit this year but uh in order to get better in the future i mean uh sorry i'm i'm going through the trade it's hard to keep track of all these trades folks uh so i'm (laughs) 
you'll have to forgive me. But uh, oh, here we go. NHL trade tracker. Do 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 do. Yeah. So who's everything? Um. Do do do. Yeah. So like I mentioned, Lars Eller traded uh, to the Colorado Avalanche, and I mean, he was one of the most important uh, bottom six pieces for and clutch pieces for the Washington Capitals when they won their cup a few years back. Um, on top of that, uh, uh, which, which surprised me, which the team will get to, uh, they acquire Rasmus Sandin from the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in exchange for Eric Gustafson, Eric Gustafson and a first-round pick, uh, which was really interesting because Sandin is a player who, although his, by all accounts, has played pretty well for the Maple Leafs in a bottom-pairing role. It's like never really been given the confidence by the the coaching staff or the team to ascend up the up the up the decor ladder so i actually like that for uh you know they get a they get a lot younger in their back end to set them up for the future doing a little retool i really like that um the cat they also traded away marcus uh, johansson to the wild I don't know what the Wild are doing. <laughs> I they're, I can't tell if they're rebuilding or retooling or try, punting or trying to get better now. It's very, very strange. But like I had mentioned, the Maple Leafs, they make so many moves. You know, they move salary out. They trade Pierre Engvall to the Islanders uh, for, uh, for a third-round pick or something like that. Uh, they, they, after getting rid of, you know, uh, Sandine, they get... Uh, Luke Shen from the Canucks just to get some tougher, you know, just get some toughness on the back end. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, they, they acquire Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty for some, uh, you know, some more, like I said, more steady defensemen and some, some jam bottom six jam. Uh, and obviously this is coming off of the, we know they already made the Ryan O'Reilly, uh, and Nola Chari trade. So, yeah, they basically they've retool like you know they've changed a big makeup of their entire team in one season. But we know why that is because uh, if, if 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 they don't do something this year, they don't make any sort of noise in the playoffs this year. Uh, Kyle Dubas is fired, and he knows it, so he says, "Screw it." It's, it's, I'm not it's my, if it doesn't work out, I don't have to clean up my own mess. So, uh, I mean, by now everyone's heard of the insane price the the. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning paid for Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators, uh, Cal Foot, a conditional first round pick, a second round pick, uh, a third, a fourth, and a fifth round pick. So basically, a veritable bounty for a guy who's obvious. You know, they last year was had a really outlier year. The shooting percentage was really high. Scored way above his like I said, a shooting percentage, but is, you know, sandpaper player, the type that Toronto usually will hone in on and try to lock up like Hagel, like Barkley Goodrow before him, um, like Blake Coleman, just the players that were key cogs and them winning their Stanley Cups. And it's again, it's one of those things where it's like you, you question how much it took to, to acquire him. But at the same time, uh, but at the same time, it's like, Julian Brisebois says, you know what, we if we make that first round pick, it's not going to help our core who is, let's face it, I mean, he didn't say this, but we all know what he's saying. He's saying that Stamkos and Hedman and uh, 
you know, just that's an older team at this point. So they could make a first round pick and it could be the best player ever. But will they be ready to contribute by when this team is still competitive? And that might not be the case. But, you know, you get some certainty with Janot, uh of a a guy who slots into their lineup now and is, like I said, hard to play against. Um, And they just they. Yeah, they. There was some interest in him because he plays a game that a lot of teams covet. But uh, yeah, that's an overpayment in my book. But they don't care. They're going for it now, you know. And I, I guess I understand if you're their window's closing. It's not opening. So uh, I guess if that's the player they want. And like I said, it's one of those moves where we all shake our heads and question it. But it's it's uh, Tampa. So watch them go there and be super effective for them so and then they don't care at all so um yeah what else what else i mean uh <laughs> i love jack johnson going back to the avalanche by the way it's very funny i mean the winnipeg jets trade for nino niederreiter i mean um, you know i sneaky underrated player pretty happy for the jets because they you know they're they're just a team that they never really get key guys or they have so many problems keeping players or them wanting to leave so um, you know, he should be good for them. Uh, Carolina made a, a series of moves too. I mean, you know, Puyarvi finally gets uh, moved to a team that is honestly would value a player uh, of his type a as a uh, you know a young Finnish player who drives play in a very positive direction, but has trouble fin- scoring and finishing. You know what I mean? That's uh him to a T that's the Carolina hurricanes to a T when you think about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you do maybe think that Carolina should be going for a little bit more pop up front, especially now that they trade for Patriotty and he's just injured again. He's not going to play in the postseason for them, but we shall see up. Oh, so Philip Heedle, uh, totally missing that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I have the, uh, Flyers Rangers game on in the background. So they'll have to excuse me. I'm going to do my best to not get distracted. Um, but um, yeah. Oh, the Hurricanes. That's right. So uh, yeah, they do that. And also they uh, acquire Shane Goss from the Arizona Coyotes, which is a good move for them because again, they need their, they play such a good team game, but their problem is always the same thing. It's can. It's can they score goals when they need it? And Gosses Bear is a guy who he can move the puck to their forwards in enviable positions. So that's what they need. And that's what he's been brought in to do. So, uh, yeah, I, good moves for them. And like I said, every team in the East is loading up. I mean, uh, even the first place Boston Bruins, who, um, you know, you would think you wouldn't need to, to do anything, but, uh, uh, you know, they they acquire, uh, speaking of the Washington Capitals before, uh, Dimitri Orlov and, and Garnet Hathaway from Washington. So they get two battle-tested cup, you know, winning. Uh, they get a good offensive defenseman in Orlov who should probably be able to free associate there a little bit with better results because the rest of the team plays such a good game. And Garnet Hathaway, who's an absolute pain in the, the ass to play. So one of the best teams in the league just got harder to get to play against or the best team in the league. So yeah, that's a, a nightmare matchup for almost any other uh, team that has the, the, I guess uh, 
the unfortunate pleasure of matching up with against the Maple Leafs. So, but um, yeah, like I said, every single team is is trying to load up and basically it's like i said it's kind of become a bit of an arms race where it's like well you're going to get teams will make a move and you think they're done and then uh, one of their competitors or their divisional rivals will make a move and then they do the same thing just to to keep pace so it's been a lot of fun from a fan perspective it's funny there will be no trades left on actual trade deadline like day where usually it's they'd be talking about trades leading up to the deadline nothing would happen and then finally a domino would fall. And then it just the, the only on right before the day, the hours leading right up to the trade deadline would only be the only time it was actually um, something going to happen. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I do like the trend of the GMs. And in a lot of ways, you can argue that Chris Drury kind of and Lou Lamorello got it uh, pretty much started with the Horvat and the uh, Tarasenko trades. You know, they do that nice and early. Uh, and because it's like, you know what, we, and I don't think it was for, maybe for the Islanders, it was more about, they need help making the, the playoffs. But I think it's as the Rangers, as far as the Rangers concerned, it was all about, let, let's just get them comfortable here now, comfortable. Like they did their due diligence. Why are we going to wait? And let's just go for it. And they did. And honestly, I think you, that's why you've seen a lot of teams follow suit because they're like, you have so many teams try to make the playoffs. Jesus, Carter Hart just made a beauty of a 10 bell save going back and forth oh it's sorry it's it's running gun hockey right now where with the rangers being down a few skaters i'm not super happy about that but uh yeah man uh, it's it's like i said as probably as crazy as a period leading up to the trade deadline um as i've seen in a while and yeah it's a lot of fun this time of year everyone's talking about making big changes which is all well and good but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more, and that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found, though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase, because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change, as long as it's something you do every day or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Boyd in Ohio. See show notes for details. If you're listening to this podcast, it's for one reason and one reason only. It's the New York Rangers acquiring Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, in exchange for a conditional second round pick in the 2023 NHL draft, which becomes a first if the Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference final. And if they do make it to the Eastern Conference final, that first becomes a 2024 first and a fourth round pick. Uh, There was also a swap of minor league players. Um, The Rangers got Cooper Zek from the Blackhawks. the Blackhawks received Andy Walensky, who is uh, on the heart for Wolfpack. Um, and, uh, or excuse me, did they get it or did say RV go to the Coyotes? Oh, and also the uh, Arizona Coyotes, as they are waiting to do, brokered the deal to, as the Rangers got uh, the Blackhawks to, to eat 50% of Kane's salary. And then uh, the Coyotes received a third round pick from the Rangers in the 2025 draft to to take on uh, eat another portion of that salary before coming to the Rangers to have him just barely fit under their extremely tight cap. So um uh, yeah, so it it's finally happened. He's finally here. It was a move that has basically been put in the mouth of every pundit prior to the season, just knowing what the Blackhawks were trying to do this year to tank for Connor Bedard with how unhappy that would most likely make Patrick Kane. And after uh, the Rangers first looked into it and thought the price was too high and maybe had some questions about Patrick Kane having a down season, there was in, uh, rumors of his hip injury really bothering him. Uh, they decided to go in a different direction in like the Tarasenko trade. But, his, you know, Kane's comments after that basically opened the door for this deal to happen. This does not happen if, uh, I, if I've still, honestly, if the Rangers, you know, it's weird. It's funny. It's like, I think it took that happening for, for Kane to, cause he said there had been very little talk about, from the uh, the Blackhawks front office to him about waiving, you know, his no movement clause, and you know they'd probably been shopping him or getting things on him, but they weren't getting what they wanted. And you know, in a lot of ways, maybe they should have opened up that dialogue with him earlier. To but who knows? I mean, there's also there's a lot of rumors coming out saying that he only would have waived his no movement clause for one team, being the New York Rangers. So. Um, but it gets done, and the Rangers to make the salary cap work. They've you know dressing players, but sitting them on the bench so they can be sent down to finally accrue the amount of cap space they need. 
Uh, it's, oh boy, uh, Flyers almost scored. Man, the Rangers, they're having a tough one in this one. They don't look so hot. So uh, hopefully Kane gives them a more confident look. But uh, that being said, they make it work. Uh, they're still feeling the, impl- like I had mentioned up top, they're still feeling the implications of this move right now in that they have some injuries. They are down uh, a defenseman in this game that they're playing right now. I guess the Flyers are down a forward. Uh, and they basically until Lindgren gets healthy and Kane is in the lineup, uh, will they be made whole? But even now that they have Kane, they do not have any money to call up an extra, you know, to have any extra call up. So they're basically, if anyone else gets hurt or anyone's out for an extended period of time, they're screwed. But they get their man, they get Patrick Kane. You know, he goes on an absolute tear after the Tarasenko trade. uh, What has he got? 10 goals and uh, I think it's 10 points in four games and uh, he scores like five or what is it, five or six goals and just shows the NHL like, hey, listen, I still have something left in the tank or at least you hope. And I think that made a lot of teams and, and the Rangers included uh, perk their ears up and say, you know what, this might be too good to pass up because if he only wants to go here, then we have all the leverage. So um, the belief is that's what happened. and. Uh, he did say, I will only exercise my no movement clause to go to the New York Rangers and they made it happen. And him and Panarin will be reunited once again. And you hope they can make some magic together. Like they did, uh, what was six years, six or seven years ago now. It's been a while, but, um, uh, at the same time, uh, you know, you have to hope you're getting the Patrick Kane. That is an absolute playoff legend arguably the best American player of all time uh, as it stands today. Uh, And just honestly, someone who has a penchant for breaking games open by scoring in clutch important moments and just doing things that literally any, no other player in the national hockey league can with his offensive skill set, his stick handling. But um, I think the, the question is a, Considering how he's looked at times this year, is he, um, you know, is he healthy? And more, maybe more importantly, um, is he washed? I mean, washed is such a strong thing to say, but listen, he's never been the most stout defensive player in the league, but. At the same time, I mean, yeah, just it's he's been looked very disinterested this year. And and that's to be that's understandable. But considering how bad the Blackhawks are, on, but at the same time, there's something to be said about being in that mode and being able it takes to win a cup takes everyone going all, you know, willing to play defense, willing to commit. And some of the stuff he's been getting away with the past few seasons, just the fly by night uh pat just not playing really defense and cheating for offense and just waiting and i get it because he was literally the only player on that team who could score and if they weren't he wasn't scoring no one was so you needed him to do that but um but that being said yeah you just have to hope that he has been waiting to turn it on this will reinvigorate him and you'll get a uh committed patrick kane but when he's on he's shown that there are 
very few players in the National Hockey League that even at his age now and into his his 30s that can do what he can do, just the way he thinks the game offensively, his poise, his, the way he can stick handle in tight. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, that's what the Rangers are hoping, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of a, sur- it's really surreal, if I'm being honest. I think, especially in the light of the, the Tarasenko trade, you basically put any of that to bed. But and even then you were saying, well, if they did want to go for him, it would probably be. It would probably be um, way too much of a price for the Rangers pay. Uh, Meanwhile, as I'm recording this, the Rangers are playing the sloppiest game I think I've seen for a while. Luckily, Igor is up to the task. The Rangers are literally deflecting and they're turning over the puck any chance they can get. And they're just playing weak defense. Uh, They look like they don't give a shit. They look like they're ready to, to see what they look like with Patrick Kane. And they're sleepwalking through this game. So dangerous uh, game to play against a uh, Flyers team that got embarrassed the other day against the Devils, who are, who are probably trying to turn it on to because their coach torts ripped them a new butthole. So, uh, yeah, not very happy about their performance in this game, but they're also down skaters. I think that's getting to them. Uh, they keep turning the puck over. Um, but. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, playing a guy like Harper, who probably should not be playing at this point out there. But um, yeah, anyway, anyway, I'm getting off topic. I'm talking about Patrick Kane here, but it'll be interesting to see what this team looks like with Patrick Kane. I mean, I think one of the other concerns is that compared to what they had last year and they, they went far, obviously they had talent on that team last year, but their mentality was maybe a little bit more workmanlike last year. And it was more about being on the right side of the puck, doing the little things and getting after it. Whereas now they have so much skill. I think they're trying to play a little bit more of a high paced offensive game. And honestly, uh, I think that taxes them defensively a lot more. It's going to tax Igor a lot more. I mean, you have to hope they can get back to playing a better team defense game and just keeping teams to the outside and just defending. Cause it's one thing when you have Jimmy V, you can complain all you want about having Jimmy VC in your top six, but, you know, when he's out there with, with some of your maybe more skill or offense oriented players that he is going to be on the right side of the puck and do the right thing and help, you know, dig those pucks out. But when you have a bunch of guys that are used to being the trigger man or being the guy who, who puts the puck in the net, it's uh, something to be said about, you need the guy who's going to get the puck for your line and win his battles and win his races. And, uh, yeah, I, obviously there's a little bit of a concern about maybe the Rangers now having too much skill and not enough will and grit, whatever you want to say. But um, uh, again, it's I think with it, Patrick Kane is, you know, his playoff acumen is uh, one of the, <laughs> the best in the history of the NHL. And it speaks for itself. I mean, multiple cups, a Conn Smythe trophy, uh, just, you know, he's uh, like I said, he's arguably one of the best. American players of all time. Wow, the Rangers really just keep turning the puck over, but we'll see if they can create something here. Igor has been up to the task, like I said. Um, that being said, um, uh, it's, he's, gonna sh- he's basically going to suit up for the first time in a blue sweater uh, Thursday in the Garden against Ottawa. And it's going to be a pretty crazy scene. I mean, 
I've already seen ticket prices for the remaining Rangers games have really have they basically have skyrocketed as people want to see Kane and that's the Patrick Kane effect. And you know, Jim Dolan, uh, he really pushed for this move for the Rangers to go after Patrick Kane. I mean, it's going to put butts in seats and it's going to, it's good for the bottom line. And honestly, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a, it, that's the, the definition of a put you over the top move. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, just sorry it's 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 all so new it's kind of honestly it's kind of hard to um sum up how i'm feeling but it's like it's one of those things that even though going i didn't know if i wanted patrick kane but now you have him, and you can't help but be pretty uh intrigued about what that might entail and what what he might bring to this team and what he can do if he is motivated um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, you, uh, I'm hoping that time hasn't, uh, father time hasn't passed him by and he's still got, he's still just as showtime as ever. Cause the Rangers are going to need it to get through the New Jersey devils who, Oh, by the way, I didn't say acquired Timo Meyer. So one of the, uh, best, uh, probably the best player available at the trade deadline. So, um, it's, if that's going to be the true first round matchup, it's going to be an absolute war. So um, they're going to need every bit of offensive firepower they can because the Devils are a high-scoring team who just got better with the acquisition of Timo Meyer. So, um, uh, yeah, sorry, man. The, the Rangers look like hot dog shit right now. Sorry. They're, lo- they're currently losing 2-1 uh, to one to the Flyers uh, halfway through the second, and they just keep turning the puck over. I don't know if they look tired or disinterested or both. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare game for them right now. They're just not playing well. And even Igor has been basically, it's been an onslaught for him. So um, honestly, it looks to me, it looks, and this is kind of something else I want to talk about, just the Rangers. It really feels like they're just trying to make it to the postseason. They wish it started tomorrow. They're trying not to get hurt. They don't really look like they're giving 110%. I don't know if that's because they feel like they have their spot locked off, but considering the race for the wild card in the East and everyone's playing like the the Penguins, the Islanders, uh, the Ottawa Senators, the Buffalo Sabres, the, even the Detroit Red Wings, they seem to not want to lose. They're, they're all playing for their life right now. And it, Ida would, it wouldn't be crazy to see a scenario where if the Rangers basically go in a little slump here that they could slot down into um, that wild card spot. It's, it's tough. The math is on their side, but just because it's on your side doesn't mean it's guaranteed. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, they got to get their uh, heads out of their ass sooner rather than later. But I digress. Patrick Kane is a New York Ranger. We're going to see 88 um, in the garden. It's going to be a pretty wild scene, and uh, it's going to be a pretty surreal scene. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've never had uh, an easier time closing out one of these podcasts because it, it, the line is already written for me because I'll have to say that Patrick Kane is a New York Ranger, and it's showtime. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet.
New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.